Davis. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. All right, welcome back. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy and with us right now. He's the commissioner of the Colorado High School Activities Association, Mike Kruger. Mike, I appreciate the time as always. How are you? Well, Jim, Rio, it's so good to speak. You guys know I always love coming on and uh, and getting a chance to talk with you. So thanks for having me, and I'm so sorry I missed you yesterday. Well, you had uh, you had some fires to put out. It sounds like you had, of course, the, the trip, the yeah. conference you went to out in San Francisco, and you got back to to go to the, the the games, the state championship games over Canvas. So you had a very busy weekend, and you had some things to take care of Monday. We're, no problem, Mike. We've known each other well, too long to ever to ever worry about something like that. Well, this job is certainly like a box of chocolates, as Forrest Gump used to say. So, yes, and that was one of them yesterday. So I do appreciate it, though, and, and it was great to see you guys, uh, you know, a, a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, thanks for everything you do. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Well, we had a chance to, to talk a little bit. I, I did the broadcast of the Delta Rifle game for NFHS, and uh, yeah. you came up and talked to us graciously at halftime. Uh, you drove all the way over here for that game. You were involved in uh, uh, the event uh, preparations and everything going on at the stadium. Just uh, that crowd that day, I mean, it uh, it just reinforced why it was such a good decision to play that game at Stoker Stadium. Well, it really helped me. I'm, I'm very grateful to the communities of Rifle and Delta and Grand Junction, especially um, the crowd that showed up that day um, made that decision you know, uh, well worth it. And in, in my opinion, I think it was the right one. Uh, I know it, uh, it was, it was a difficult one as you and I discussed, and it wasn't difficult from the standpoint of, um, gosh, you have two West Slope teams playing. Why don't we play the game on the West Slope? That makes sense. Right. And as somebody that spent majority of my life over there, that totally makes sense. And I've made that drive numerous times and numerous snowstorms and, uh, I put chains on uh, at 1 a.m. coming back from a basketball trip on top of Monarch Pass. So I've been there and done that. Um, so I do get it. The issue for us was simply contractual agreements. And, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world, as you pointed out when we talked that day. You can't put state championship events together in a couple of days. And um, and then Paul King goes and proves me wrong on that, by the way. But um, he did an amazing job. He and Stephanie and their whole staff, it would not have happened had we not had the perfect venue, the city of Grand Junction, um, both of the schools working with us. Um, it was a lot of work um, over Thanksgiving week, I might add. So a lot of people to thank, and it turned out to be a beautiful day. And I was really proud of both teams uh, congratulating Delta first title since 1960. So uh, at the end of the day, it worked out really well um, from that standpoint. And we, we're going to continue to look. You know, I know we we used to have some contingencies in there when those kind of situations arose, but um, you know we we always have to make decisions with what's best for all 365 of our high schools, and and those contractual agreements are pretty involved and comprehensive in over multiple years. So we'll continue to look at that situation and see how we can uh, certainly continue to to look in that direction. But I, it was it was really a great day. Mike Kruger, Chassis Commissioner, with us today on the Team Sports Network. So you had to, the first uh, state playoff games at Canvas Stadium, the home of the Colorado State Rams over in Fort Collins. Yeah. Columbine yep. uh, ends the streak for Cherry Creek. And and uh, Dave Logan with the, with the four straight wins. Of course, he has 11 uh, state championships combined. But I thought it was kind of neat that uh, a connection for you, because you coached Joe Romano, one of the guys in that four consecutive championship list, is Palisade coach Joe Romano, and you had the chance to coach with him. But uh, Dave Logan didn't get a chance to extend that past uh, four straight state titles. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was uh, definitely. And, and coaching with Joe Romano for those years was one of the uh, greatest privileges and honors that I had. He's just an incredible coach and, more importantly, an incredible human being. So um, those were, were great times. And, and uh, you know, but that was a great game. Columbine came out and really executed phenomenally well. And Cherry Creek is always such a, a powerhouse. You know that. And But that 5A game was really well played. And I've, I'll tell you, playing it at Canvas Stadium on uh, the CSU campus was really pretty pretty incredible. I mean, we we definitely enjoyed the years we were at Empower Field at Mile High, and the Denver Broncos have been and continue to be incredible partners in the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame. And this was a decision I know you and I have talked about already. So, um, you know, it was a decision for us from from many angles. But to move up there, that stadium was awesome. The CSU staff did such a phenomenal job taking care of us, and it just turned out to be a really great day and uh, for both the four and five eight games. And we were really happy to be there, and great crowds again up there in Fort Collins and. And uh, it was just another great day. And, and a great victory for Andy Lowry, longtime coach, uh, of course, at Columbine, getting the victory. And then the 4A game uh, pitted uh, Palmer Ridge scoring off against Erie. And uh, Erie, who uh, defeated Montrose in the semifinals, uh, they won their first state football championship since, I believe, like 1997. And so uh, Erie completes uh, what was uh, an impressive season for the Tigers. Yeah, I thought, um, yeah, that game, I think it showed as well as Montrose played there. Um, at Erie, I think it showed the parity in 4A football. There's a lot of good, you know, there's a lot of good teams there. And Erie, you know, played extremely well, I thought, especially their quarterback, uh, played extremely well on Saturday against Palmer Ridge. I think Palmer Ridge, if you, you ask them, um, they, they felt like they, they had a little bit of an off day there. But, um, you know, credit to Erie and the job that they did. Uh, it was it was a really well-played game. And of course, Holy Family beating Lutheran at uh, CSU Pueblo to win the 3A state championship. Chas Commissioner Mike Kruger yep. with us today. So, Mike, as we, we put a quick bow here on, on the football season, what are some things you're looking ahead and want people to know about with the 2024 football season? Uh, you know, we uh, we continue. To see, one of the things we're excited about is that we continue to see growth in the sport. And, uh, you know, during the COVID years, uh, we were seeing a decline, and we were seeing a decline nationally, and Colorado wasn't an exception there. And uh, so in co- full tackle contact football, we were not seeing um, the numbers that we were hoping to see, but it has been it has been picking up over the last couple of years. So we're real excited about that to keep the sport growing. And then, of course, another thing in relative to football that we're looking forward to is we're um, just ending the second year of a pilot for girls flag football here and uh that has gone in the first year we sanctioned you got to go through a piloting process before it can become a sanctioned sport and so we've been kind of guiding um the cherry creek denver and jeffco school districts along with the denver broncos through this process and uh year one we had 27 teams and then this year we jumped all the way to 72 teams so um we're real excited about the growth there hoping that uh you know it, it can continue to grow across the state if it if it works for communities and works for school districts but that's something else we're real excited about and and thinking that uh, hopefully it becomes a sanctioned sport if the membership decides to do that um and we'll kick off the fall season in 24 with girls flag football as well as, as uh tackle football all right, Mike Kruger, Chassis Commissioner, with us today on the Team Sports Network. We're now into basketball and wrestling season. I know recently the Board of Directors recommended the shot clock uh, implementation for 2026-2027. There's been some controversy, particularly with Mike's smaller schools, where these things cost money and they come out of schools' budgets. So I guess take us uh, uh, through where we are right now when it comes to the shot clock, like you said, not recommended to be implemented uh, for the 2026-2027 season. 
Yeah, thanks for asking that, Jim. I think this is a good example of a piece of legislation which reinforces the fact that CHAS is a membership-driven organization, right? Um, I just finished yesterday writing up that proposal on behalf of the board of directors and what will go forward to the schools. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's always funny, sometimes you don't have a, you don't get your own personal desires. Um, I don't know. I, people say, well, what do you think about the shot clock? And I said, you know, I'm, I'm, you know me, Jim. I was an old Princeton offense guy, but I had to do that at the time. <laughs> to compete with some of those superstar teams that Grand Junction, Prudent, Central had. So, um, But going back and thinking about it, the game has changed a little bit, and I think there are some, uh, you know, we have 27 state associations across the country that have adopted it in some capacity. And so for Colorado, we are looking at it, and it's going to go in front of the membership. I really appreciate how the board approached this. This is a you know, decision that could have been made by the board, but they looked at it, got all the data. Um, it's showing that about 60% of our schools um, are, in, are in favor, and then about 40%, almost on the nose, are, are opposed to it. But the opposition has to do with exactly what you said. It's, it's the challenges logistically and financially, uh, not just for smaller schools, I might add, but for bigger schools as well. Um, it's costly. It's about $2,500 to $5,000 to outfit a gym with um, shot clock equipment so you can run it. And then then you have the ongoing cost of trying to find personnel and somebody to run the shot clock. And we have to have some time to train officials and get everybody ready for that. So um, I really like what the board did there in, in talking and looking at the data and what we were hearing from small schools. Yes, but also I wouldn't say it was just small schools, but the cost, you know, you can't just throw this at schools and say, hey, we got a cool thing. Now we're going to put the shot clock in and you need to find this money in your budget. And, you know, for small schools, that's not always the easiest thing. And, and I would say, again, even not for big schools always, but if you had what they were asking me for in the conversations that I was having with school personnel was, can you give us a runway to prepare for this financially? You know, this let's have some time. Let's get it implemented over a period of time. So as the board talked, they decided that, um, you know, let's see how it would look if we started it with the fall of 26 season. Gives, uh, you know, schools a, a couple years to prepare, gets us ready. Um, I do think we might have some schools that will come forward and say, hey, if we have them, can we, can we start using them? What does that look like? Those are bigger discussions that the basketball committee will have to have. Um, but I think part of that is also making sure that we have time to educate our officials on how that runs. So I think it'll be an interesting discussion, and I'm really interested to see what the membership does with it at the end of January. But if I, had, was, a, if I was a betting man, I would say that I'm, I, this, the data has shown consistently that about 60% of our schools are, are in favor. So we'll see what the membership says. Mike Kruger with us today on the Team Sports Network. Mike, uh, wrap it up here. we got about 60 seconds. Just uh, some quick thoughts about wrestling the girls' side of it, because the the girls' yeah. uh, high school wrestling continues to grow. District fifty one, uh, Phoenix. They're a, a really talented wrestling team. They uh, they have their sights set on a state championship this year. Girls' wrestling really continues to grow, particularly on this side of the hill. Hundred uh, percent, and that's another area where we're just looking and saying, you know, what another great opportunity for our girls to compete and have that opportunity. And that is one of the more exciting things. If you the wrestling state wrestling tournament's exciting anyway, but adding the girls division to that has been just amazing and you're right that phoenix team is really tough and i remember them coming in last year and having success and i expect that they will be as successful this year and uh, some really good wrestlers but the grand valley has always had strong 
wrestling programs that I'd say the Western Slope in general, I think of some of those Paonia teams and, and, you know, uh, Junction's history, Grand Junction High School's history with wrestling. And, you know, there's just been a lot of good teams. So it's always an amazing sport, and especially that state tournament. If that's something you haven't seen and you like high school wrestling, make it over for that one time because that is a really cool event, and it's, it's really fun to see all classifications wrestling at the same time. So it happens in, in late February, but it's, it's good. So we're excited about fall season getting rolling. Hey, Mike, thank you so much. I know you're, you're super busy. Appreciate you carving out some time for us. And uh, can see up the great work over at, at Chass as the commissioner. And hopefully we'll, we'll see you on our side of the hill in a few weeks. Sounds great, bud. Have a great holiday, and I'll see you over Christmas sometime. Likewise. Take care. Mike Kruger, Thanks. Chassa commissioner, with us on the program this morning. Canada, da, da, da. Oh. <laughs>